It's, a, it's loose control. Now she's down there. She should just throw some punches to the ears here. This is the worst the place to lay still. You got to get out of there. Chelsea's got to move. Going for the armbar here. Chelsea does have to move. She cannot get caught in this position. 20 seconds to go. Can she survive? Can she do? Get the armbar. Oh, there's a crank there. There's a gap. There you go. Wow. Like any submission, it doesn't have to be perfect as long as you've got the fulcrum. It's there. And as you saw, it doesn't look like the typical armbar. But once the elbow... Hey everybody, this is the We Are Rising podcast. Uh, this is your host, Andrew, and I'm joined by a very special guest today uh, who will be doing a, a series I would like to do more in the future, a post-fight analysis interview. Uh, and with me, I have Shinju Juju Nozawa Auclair. Thank you very much. Oh. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, well, the first question I have to ask you is, uh, how is your arm doing? It's doing good. I'm, um, I'm headed into surgery next week, a week from tomorrow, actually. So, other than that, it's fine. So, could you just, uh, give us some details on, on what happened to your arm, well, how the injury exactly happened? Yeah, so I was training. It was right in the beginning of camp. It was about a month and a half, or... Uh, you know, five, six weeks before the fight, um, I was doing uh, some jujitsu, and uh, I was rolling, my arm got, I had mount position, my arm got stuck under my partner's head, and he tried to bridge up at the same time, and so my arm was stuck in that post position, he kind of bridged over my arm, and it, it, it dislocated and popped, and I ended up tearing my uh, UCL in two places. Okay, and so you, do you, when you uh, went to the fight with Chelsea Legrasse, would you had that injury? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because that's something I definitely want to talk about later when we do the uh, when I do. I actually have the fight up on my uh, television, and uh, that's something that um, uh, when I was looking back was uh, I noticed uh, when she went when she tried to do an armbar, and I'm, there's a few questions I have, uh, particularly how that how the fight might have gone differently had she had gone with the uh, other arm instead. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, so uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into mixed martial arts? Yeah, um, I did karate when I was younger. That's how I got started in martial arts. Um, and then I quit when I was about, uh, 13 or 14 years old doing karate because I was doing karate and ballet. Um, so I, I ended up quitting, uh, karate in order to focus on ballet, but I was active, you know. And uh, I started watching UFC when I was about uh, 19 years old, and I always wondered, you know, if I'd stuck with karate, if I'd stuck with martial arts, if that was something that I would be able to do. Um, I ended up uh, moving to Michigan. I'm from California. I moved to Michigan. I had a bunch of free time on my hands, so I decided to finally 
give it a go and uh, started boxing, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, and then I took my first fight. Uh, and uh, can you just uh, tell us uh, how to, uh, about your first fight? Um, how exactly did you prepare for it, and um, uh, what was the outcome? Yeah, uh, my first fight, uh, my first amateur fight, I went up against this girl. She was 5-0, and and I took it on, I think, like five days' notice. Um, so it was, it was pretty crazy, but I, I had, I loved the sport so much that I was pretty much in a fight camp from the time I started to the time I took my first fight because I was training so much. I just fell in love with it right away. Um, and I was able to come out with a decision, uh, win for that fight. And it, it felt really good to, you know, not only take the fight on such a short notice, but, um, up against a girl who, you know, hadn't been beaten yet. And then, you know, everyone thought going into it that, you know, I was going to lose and whatnot, so it was cool. It was fun. Now, uh, for the people that don't know, you are the daughter of a very uh, famous uh, uh, comedian in Japan, Naoka Nozawa. And yeah. um, well, I'm curious to know, uh, when you went into wanted to do mixed martial arts, what was her reaction to that? She was, I think at first she didn't really, she didn't really understand what MMA was. She thought I was doing like cardio kickboxing type of class. Thing. So she, at first she was cool with it, and then I, I showed her some videos, you know, some UFC fights and stuff like that, I'd send her some videos on YouTube, and she <laughs> didn't realize that that's what I wanted to do, and then, you know, she was not happy about it at all. She was supportive, but she wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. Was she familiar at all with Pride in Japan? She knew about K one, but she didn't. She didn't wasn't too into Pride or anything like that. Um, she she was familiar with it, but never got into it. Okay, uh, and uh, when uh, did she see any of your amateur fights? She went to a couple of my amateur fights. She did, she um, went to my my first match with Chelsea. She went to um, in Ohio, and then she came to my last amateur fight. And well, and did she and did her uh, her tune to uh, your uh, your love of mixed martial arts and wanting to do it? Did she change? Did it change uh, over time? She still doesn't really like it too much. Um, she still she came to both my fights in Japan, so that was really cool. Um, you know, it stresses her out as, as a mom. I'm sure she doesn't like seeing it. She's never she's never been unsupportive, but she's she hasn't always been. The, the biggest, biggest fan of the sport itself, so. Mm -hmm. uh, so can you just tell me how you got involved with uh, uh, Ryzen? Sure. Um, they they messaged me after, um, I think around in April I started talking to them. And um, I had a uh, television show came out to my first amateur fight um, in Japan, and that aired. And after that, uh, Ryzen messaged me. We started talking to them, and then, um, you know, they said if I wanted to stick stick with it and continue fighting and get a couple more amateur fights under my belt, that um, that I can, you know, potentially make my make a debut with Ryzen. And, you know, that was, like, contingent on the fact that I, you know, took a couple more amateur fights and, and got, some, got some more experience and, and whatnot. But I was able to, you know, work on the game and... and they, yeah, they, we started talking and we were able to make a deal. And uh, just tell us about your first uh, rising experience when you walked out uh, onto the stage. Were, do you remember how you were feeling? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Were you, just talk about how you felt. Yeah, I've never actually gotten nervous before a fight. Um, I just, it's so fun to me. 
Um, I got super excited. I was supposed to walk out with this mascot, um, like the mascot for the arena, but I got way too excited, um, and I totally forgot I was supposed to walk out with the mascot. So my first fight, I sprinted down the the runway, and I got in trouble after because I was supposed to wait for the sponsor to walk out with me. <laughs> but yeah. the the guy the guy in the mascot suit he couldn't keep up, <laughs> so he had to he had to stay backstage. Uh, and um, so uh, I want to get into uh, your uh, your fight with Chelsea Grass at the uh, at the December thirty first show. Uh, now you had some history of her previously in an amateur fight, and um, it, that fight went to a disqualification loss to you. Can you just talk about yeah. how, why that resulted in a disqualification loss? Yeah. So the fight was um, I was training in Michigan at the time, um, and then so I took this fight in Ohio, and I did not know that in Ohio you can't throw head kicks as an amateur. You can't throw any head kicks or knees uh, to the face as an amateur. And so they told us that in the rules meeting, but um, I had already done the whole fight camp, and I I don't think too, too much during my fights. So, unfortunately, muscle memory took over, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, it's totally, it was totally my fault. I, I should have looked up the different rules for different states, so I just didn't expect not to be able to throw head kicks, and because there's such a height differential, mm-hmm. I had trained... Um, you know, lots of combinations that included head kicks that just became muscle memory. So, unfortunately, every time I saw her hand go down, I, I threw it. And I I tried to pull back on it. I'd be halfway through the kick and I'd be like, oh, shit, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But I ended up getting disqualified in the first round. I got a couple of warnings and <laughs> I couldn't stop throwing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, well, when, uh, when this fight came along, was it something, was it a fight that Ryzen, did they come to you and say, who would you like to fight? Or did, and then you suggested her or did they, were they looking, to, this is something that they were looking to do, kind of uh, have a rematch on a bigger stage? Yeah, I've actually never called out an opponent or picked um, an opponent for myself. Um, I, um, so they came to me with that option and yeah, I think they just wanted, um, it it had a story to it and that was the, that was the loss that I had on my record, you know, as an amateur. So just to kind of smooth that over and then be able to move forward. I think that's the kind of the, the story behind why they wanted to put that fight together. Mm. And so, and now, uh, being that this was in Japan, uh, you didn't have to worry about, uh, head kicks being being disqualified, or any, actually any kicks in gen- in yeah. general. So did you? Were you? Uh, did you? When you went into this fight, were you maybe kind of looking to to have a head kick as a as a knockout win for yourself, or did you train for a specific way uh, to uh, defeat Chelsea Regras? Um, I originally thought, you know, I'd be like, oh, that'd be, you know, perfect way to, way to come back and do the second fight is to finish it with a head kick since that's what I got disqualified for for the first time. But then um, I ended up doing an interview with somebody and they had posted a headline that said, oh, you know, Shinju guarantees head kicks um, on New Year's Eve. And I was like, damn it, you know, like, I, you know, at this point, everybody's expecting me to throw the head kicks. And, you know, I'm sure she thought that I was going to, you know, throw them as well. So it's like, maybe I shouldn't throw any head kicks because that's just what's going to be expected of it. Mm-hmm. But um, my only real game plan going into the fight with my arm especially was that I wasn't able to grapple at all during this fight camp. And I know that she's strong on the ground. So I just didn't want to go to the ground with her. Um, unfortunately, most of the fight ended up being on the ground, but... Yeah, that was really my only game plan. Yes, uh, so I'm actually going to start the fight right now. And uh, uh, did you do you remember much of the fight? Have you had a chance to look back at it? 
Yeah, I definitely rewatched the fight. Um, I don't necessarily remember the exact feelings I had and mm. whatnot during the fight, but I watched it. Okay, well, we'll see what we can do. But uh, as okay. I'm watching it right now, and she's already clinching with you at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, now, being that there was a big height differ, uh, differential, she's 5 feet, you're 5'8", um, did you expect her to go into a clinch like this so early? Um, I think I wasn't expecting her. I think she was trying to jump guard, so she Mm -hmm. ended up clinching, and she threw her knee and kind of placed her shin across my stomach and ended up jumping jumping guard and pulling me down, which I wasn't expecting. Um, I did as much takedown defense um, in training as I could, um, expecting her to wrestle. Um, So, yeah, I definitely was thrown off by her jumping guard, and that's probably one of the smartest things she could have done. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah, that goes in right to what she does. She jumped into guard. Now, did you uh, did you consciously slam her, or did she just the just the weight of her come, uh, jumping up on you, you just happened to uh, fall, basically, uh, basically slam her as a result of that? Um, well, she originally pulled me down, and I was able to pick her back up, kind of uh, up to standing level, and then I was able to come back down with the slam. Okay. Can you just talk about her guard? How did her guard feel? Was she was it a tight guard uh, or what uh was it could you tell that she was just uh just trying to hold uh hold you down in that position? Can you just talk about what her guard felt like? Yeah, sure. So, um right after the slam, um I I was in her guard and I didn't see her working for a submission. Mm-hmm. Um immediately uh, so I kind of felt I kind of got a little bit too comfortable throwing a couple of shots um, within her guard, and uh, she was being very patient. She was waiting for the timing. As soon as I I threw one shot, she she kind of just sat there. She you know took it with the intention of taking it so that she could throw her leg over and and throw that triangle on there. So she was she was playing a real smart game, you know, waiting for me to give her the opening, and I was being a little bit too aggressive there, and I got myself stuck in that submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I noticed that, 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 that the leg she, uh, she puts around her left leg around your injured arm. Now, uh-huh. uh, um, that's when she goes for the triangle. And can you just talk about the triangle? Well, first, she gets it, and then it looks like she tries to go for, um, I don't, is it called an inverge? When you're on, the, you're on the ground, and she tries to triangle you that way, but it looks like you rolled back up into the, into the guard position? Or did she roll yeah, you so, back up? Um, yeah, so she was, uh, it looked like she was trying to come over for like a mounted triangle, yeah. and then um, we rolled back over into just like a regular triangle. Um, originally it wasn't too tight. I unfortunately made it tighter for myself because I picked her up and I, I slammed her a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just, I was just, uh, I should have thought more about the submission defense right off the bat as opposed to, you know, being so aggressive and, and throwing, throwing some shots that, you know, didn't really, it, they weren't, they didn't hurt her. They weren't strong enough because I was in such a tight position. Um, Yeah. It's actually funny. A lot of MMA fighters who get tapped out by triangles tend to say that I tried to pick them up, and then when I slammed them down, the triangle just got tighter. And I, yeah. <laughs> it seems like the only person who's ever been able to get out of a triangle like that is Rampage Jackson. I don't know if anybody else has ever been able to get out of a triangle by slamming their opponent. Yeah, I, I, I felt I felt fine in the beginning, and I was like, shit, I made it tighter for myself. And I even at one point the room started going getting a little bit fuzzy. Uh huh. Um, I think I, I even watched and I, I could tell the moment that my head kind of droops down for a split second because I, I felt I felt the room getting a little bit darker mm-hmm. and uh, it, and it was hard because I, I had to I had to try to focus on something but I couldn't hear my corner 
Mm-hmm. And but Vandalay Silva was in the first row, and I could hear him yelling at me. So I just tried my best to uh, focus on his voice, and then I can hear her corner. Um, her corner was yelling as well, so I just had to focus on something. So that's what I ended up trying to listen for. Now it looks like she she while she does have the triangle on, it's not locked in such a. It almost like if she had gone for maybe a fat man triangle, she could have had it. But it looks like she doesn't have a proper angle just because of how how short her legs are. Is that kind of? It just felt, it looks like it's more uncomfortable than than anything else. Is that correct? Yeah, there was there was just like a split second where she started to cut the angle. Um, that's when it got got really tight. Um, and then, uh, but other than that, yeah, it, it was very uncomfortable, and I, I could hear myself, you know, breathing, and <laughs> in the in the video too, I could hear my breath getting really heavy. Now she now, uh, as she seems to try to go to her, her she tries to make the angles uh, much more to her, uh, mu- to try to make it much more of a tire triangle. But it looks you looks like you did you. You, I see you do the uh, the the defense of of bringing your legs across her bot or bringing your legs towards her. Um, mm-hmm. Can you just was that something you trained for? Or was that something that you you just instinctively went with? Yeah, I've, ne- I've never trained that triangle defense, and I rewatched the um, rewatched the video, and I heard uh, the the commentators saying that that was an actual defense, and I I, re- I honestly had no idea. I could feel her reaching for that leg. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, you know, try to try to underhook the leg and get the get the angle on that triangle. And so just instinctively, I pulled the leg back, which ended up having me fall back onto you know my butt. And so I just brought my legs across and kicked her a couple times, <laughs> trying to get out. Uh, now, do you think all your height had a gave you a great advantage to that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I've had a height advantage on everybody that I've fought. So. Um, and also, she tried to go for. Did you uh, did you feel her going for that triangle armbar as well uh, with your left arm, or was she, did she just not have it have it uh, locked in? Um, I, I felt it for a split second, and then uh, and I just, I just kind of yanked it out. It was there for 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 a little bit, but. Not, uh, not enough. Now I got also that's uh, about your um, your injured arm. Let's just say if she had gone for the triangle on the other side and then gone for that armbar. Do you think you would have been able to to last as long as you did in that position? Man, I, it's really hard to say. Um, going back to the fight, from what I remember, I don't actually because of the adrenaline going. I didn't actually feel any pain in my arm until the very last second of the fight when I was pulling back from my own armbar. Yeah. Um, that's the only time I really felt it, but I, I'm not I'm not sure if I, if it would have bothered me just because of the adrenaline going. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I, I see you two got you two got back up. Then it looks like she tried to go for a takedown, but you just you had such a height advantage over her, you were able to just hold her back without her even getting close to you at all. Um, and then um, you're giving some elbows and and punches her, and it, and then you go for. Uh, an anaconda choke? Uh, did you, mm-hmm. did you, was that, did you, were you looking for an anaconda choke, or was that more of just a way to get her to the ground? No, I was, I was looking for the anaconda choke, but her head popped up as soon as, uh, I, I came back up, um, with the, with the gator roll, so I just came to mount there. Okay, uh, was it, you just, uh, did she get, she said she got her head out, or was it, were your arms just not placed correctly, was, um... Yeah, yeah, a combination of both. It was um, I didn't have I didn't have that grip tight enough, and I didn't have her. Um, I believe it was her left arm. I should have had it more across 
across the body as opposed to letting her have that arm hang out there and then that her head just popped out. So I just, I didn't want to burn my arms out knowing that my arm wasn't as strong as it, it, it could be. So I just kind of gave that submission up and came up to mount. Yeah, actually, that's about, I was, uh, the commentators were also saying that Perhaps uh, that Chelsea, her legs had, were probably all worn out from just trying to triangle you. So yeah, uh, um, that could have happened to you with your arm, uh, with your arms, or uh, something something similar right. as well. And then uh, when uh, she then got onto her back and you did some ground and pound, and then she, you uh, were, did you uh, did you see that her arm was open to a submission at this point? Um, I was actually thinking I, I want I wasn't sure what I wanted to go for from the back. I didn't know if I wanted to retake her back and then work for a choke or whatnot. Um, I, it had gone through my head to possibly come up and do something, but then I heard my corner, or I heard somebody yelling that there was only 20 seconds left, and I saw the arm available, so I went for the arm bar. I, I like to try I was thinking of uh, maybe pulling off a, a, a cooler sub because I got, <laughs> I got an arm bar in my first fight, so I didn't want to be like, the armbar girl. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I see that. So, you, but I, I only had the twenty seconds left, and, and I saw that arm there, so I just fell back for th- it. This wasn't a traditional straight armbar. You had her arm, but you were you were basically sitting on your butt, and you used and you used your legs basically to push her arm, her elbow down onto onto her leg, so onto onto her arm, and that way you tapped her out. Uh, did right. you? Was that something? Did you just? Happen knows that, or was that was that? Did she did she get herself into that position? Could you just talk how you got how that whole thing worked out? Yeah, um, so that was the only time my arm I felt a little bit of pain in my arm is when I fell back for the armbar. Obviously, mm. you know she was pulling her arm in the opposite direction as I was falling back, so I just got like a quick, quick like shock of pain kind of went up from my elbow up to my shoulder, and that was the only time I really felt it, and so. Um, and then just in that moment, I, I had loosened, uh, just kind of loosened the grip up and lo- loosened the position up a little bit, and she was able to kind of try to hitchhike to get out of it. But, um, you know, obviously I had, to, I had to think really fast or else I was going to lose the submission. So I kind of, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'd never trained to finish an arm bar like that, but I knew as long as I got, you know, an angle on her that I, I'd be able to finish it. It didn't have to be, you know, the prettiest arm bar, but... But it was there. Mm. And so uh, a- after after the fight, uh, did you, you said you started feeling the pain in your arm, right? It, that was the only time it kind of shocked up my arm during the fight. Um, I after the fight it was fine. The next morning it, it was pretty pretty sore. Mm. And so and just uh, can you just talk about how you felt after the fight? How you how, after you basically uh, got your win back uh, from Chelsea and and yeah, but tell us uh, how you have how you felt. Um, after all was said and done? Um, I, I was super excited, obviously, you know, to get the win. It's always a good feeling, especially, um, I think everybody expected me to try to keep the fight standing, especially because in my first fight with, uh, Chelsea, you know, she outgrappled me and then I outstruck her. So, you know, obviously everybody knew she was going to try to get to the ground. And I think everybody expected me to try to keep it standing as well. So it was, I, it was a good feeling to be able to get the win on the ground, you know, with with the circumstances, with her being the better grappler and with my arm being out. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a cool feeling. But um, the next day was kind of also bittersweet because uh, I knew that I was going to have to get surgery on my arm. And uh, the whole fight camp, I was trying not to think about it best I could. But then it kind of set in, you know, that I wouldn't be able to fight for, you know, 
a good chunk of time after this, and I love fighting, so and, and uh, I don't know if you can uh, talk about it now, um, but are you, uh, does Ryzen have any future plans of you in 2018 uh, for any upcoming fights? Yeah, so I actually have two more fights left on my contract with them. So um, whether or not those ha both happen this year in 2018 or not, I'm not entirely sure. You know, it's going to depend on how my arm heals up. Mm -hmm. um, if. If I'm able to, of course, I, I'd love to get back, but I also don't want to rush into anything and re-injure my arm. I'm hoping to be able to get back to full-time training in, the, in August, and if I can start training in August and get a two-month fight camp in, I could fight as early as October. Um, if not, I, I'd love to be on the New Year's card again. And I, before you said that you that you haven't really called out anybody for a fight, I'm just curious to know, is there anybody who you specifically would like to fight in Ryzen? You know, I don't really think about that too much. Um, I just focus on my own training, and I, I let my coaches in Ryzen do the matchmaking for me. Um, I think if I think too much about other fighters, then I'll, I'll train, you know, to beat to be a specific fighter as opposed to do my own training. So I, 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 I'd fight, um, my, my coaches have to calm me down and tell me to, to chill out because I, I just want to fight everybody. <laughs> nah. Um, okay. And, uh, oh, and actually, yeah. So uh, one of the big things that, that people have been talking about is the possibility of a 125, uh, 125 pound, uh, Grand Prix tournament, uh, in Ryzen's future. If that were to come up, would you be like to be a part of of a tournament at 125 pounds? Oh hell yeah, that'd be so cool. Um, I I'd, I'd love to do a tournament. Um, I think tournament style is makes a much more sense than you know having a, a belt, uh, you know, an undisputed champion or or something like that. I think uh, the tournament setup's really cool, and it's just like the the ultimate challenge for for a fighter, you know, to have to fight multiple times in one night and get through your the bracket system and I I think it's so cool I'd love to do that and actually something I wanted to bring up before because we were talking about your mom coming to your fights uh, so is your when your mom comes to your fights uh, do, is that an extra motivation for you uh, to, in your fights is that why is that why she comes does she come because she uh, out of her own volition can you just talk about that yeah um it's not necessarily extra motivation for me. I don't really, I don't ever look for motivation or anything. I think being able to compete in the sport is enough for me. So I don't really ever have to look for an outside motivation to, to you know, continue on in the sport. Um, but I think having my mom there, even if I don't necessarily think about her during the fight, um, in a way, I do kind of want to finish the fight as fast as I can so I don't have to have her sit there and, uh, you know, um, watch, watch it, because I know she doesn't like watching it, so... <laughs> Oh, I'm sure she likes watching you win. I could, I mean, we we uh, you know, it's become kind of a little bit of a of a meme now that every time you win, she we hear her yell, "That's my baby." Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that was even part of your song, your walkout song, was that was that they had a uh, sampling of that. Yeah, they even yelled, "That's my baby!" Every time I walk out now. <laughs> um. But uh, that's, uh, you know, um, I would like to thank you very much for this interview, um, Shinju, and I just would like to ask, uh, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to mention about yourself, uh, Ryzen, or your fighting future that you'd like to mention? 
Yeah, I mean, I just want to take, you know, a second to thank Ryzen there. I think what they're doing right now is really cool. Um, bringing back Japanese anime, you know, um, after after Pride, Pride settled down. I think um, it's really cool to be a part of, you know, the team to potentially bring it back up to what it used to be. And I'm really excited for their, uh, their future as well as mine. Hey, can, can, um, also, feel free to plug your uh, social media and your sponsors, your team, and anything else that you want to um, uh, promote. Okay, cool. Um, I'm training out of El Nino Training Center um, with Wooden Man Muay Thai. I'm on Instagram. It's Shinju underscore Claire. And it's the same for Twitter as well, so you guys can follow me there if you like. Okay, and Shinju, once again, I thank you so much for doing this in- interview. And uh, when you come back to Ryzen, we definitely would like to uh, talk to you again. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Shinju. You have a great day now. You too. Take care. Bye.